from the PSIA, ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort in Montana. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and it is an honor to be sitting here with a legend, General Phil Shuttler. Thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. You're welcome. Now, you're closer to age 70 than you are to 60, as you told me. That's right. Uh, and this is the last time we'll mention it, but you're age 91, and you're teaching skiing part-time? Whenever I can, yes. And... Uh, not going to call you General Phil anymore, but uh, you have that uh, nickname for a reason. You actually are a four-star general. Three-star. Three-star. Yeah. So tell us about the beginnings of your military career, and then I want to get into skiing. Well, I came in the Marine Corps in 1947 and um, deployed in, in land forces in Korea in 1950, and then uh, overseas in Vietnam with the air forces. So I saw both sides of the Marine Corps. And how did you move up to the rank that you achieved? Well, I was, it just happens. You, you, you stay pretty clean-nosed, and, and eventually you get promoted. And I, it, it's a, to me, it's always been a mystery of how you progress to flag rank, general rank. And so I can't tell you much about that. Uh, it, it, somebody else decides it on things that I have no idea why. There were many people with me that I thought were much better qualified but anyway, so I've stopped uh, wondering why. I just let things happen. And did you go through an academy and start out as I an did. officer? You I did. I did. We were uh, uh, the reason I part of the reason I went was this, remember this was in the in the we were look I was looking at it in the early 1940s and our family didn't have much money and my sister was already in school and I had a uh, one of my heroes from high school was in the naval academy. And so I said, well, that may be a way for me to get to school, and I did. And that was, I felt at first that I simply wasn't going to get in. But when we got there, I did. So I, and that's tough in itself. You have to have a nomination and everything to get in, We do, a nomination. You? But it's not, it's not that hard, if anybody is listening and thinking about it. It's, uh, it, it has to be looked at a couple of years ahead of time. It's made by your senators or your congressman or the president has a number and a number of at-large appointments. So if you can qualify and make it, the chances are you can get an appointment either the first year or the second year. Now let's kind of transfer over to fun things for you. How did you get into skiing? and Where did you ski throughout well, your career? <laughs> was that after? No, no. I, I, was, uh, I grew up in Vermont, and, our, and, and it was everybody skied in the wintertime. And we had a high school ski team, um, Northfield High School, and we had a ski team and a basketball team, and it just seemed to me like skiing was more fun, and so that's what I did went out for. So I was on our ski team every year while I was in high school. Now equipment has changed a bit. Equipment has changed, but the downhill skiing remains the same. And I would would say to you and to others, downhill skiing means pointing the skis downhill until you run out of courage, and then you check. Now, when did you decide that you would get into teaching? Well, I was, it was uh, long after I retired, actually. I retired in 1980, and um, our son Dave, who was here with me on this trip, our son Dave was, uh, had three boys, and on a Saturday, he lived there in the Washington, D.C. area. He was in the Air Force, and he lived in the Washington, D.C. area, and, and he wanted to keep the boys off the streets on a Saturday, so he got a job teaching skiing up at, um, up at Ski Liberty, which is, which is just south of Gettysburg and uh, said, hey, Dad, come on up and so you can teach the grandkids. And, and I did do that. 
and the the thing that really got me into the skiing was the day that we had had the um, uh, tra training session for new new instructors. Uh, was the worst day of skiing we'd ever seen. I had ever seen. It was raining, partial, the many many open spots on hardly any skiing at all on the slopes, and raining at 31 degrees. And the the instructors took us out to teach us how to teach new skiers, lying down in the mud, standing up, and all the other stuff that goes to learning how to teach newbies. And um, came in for that lunch and went right back out in the afternoon, all right in the rain. And they never once, never once mentioned the weather. And I thought, you know, I've seen Marine captains take companies into the field just like that. They account for the weather, they pay attention to the weather, but they don't discuss it. They just do it. And I thought, these are my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> so so, I, uh, so I, I then began to instruct at, at Liberty. And retired, uh, did you work full-time, part-time? How did that worked, fit into I, your schedule? I, I worked uh, part-time. I was, I was semi-retired. I'd retired from the Marine Corps, but there were other things that were happening. And so I worked part-time, and that's what I've stayed at is two or three days a week part-time ever since. And have you kept that attitude? I assume when you have a student who's not talking about the weather but just really into learning how to ski, you're like, that's well, my kind we of never, person. It turns out because of the climate there, and that we often have teach in the rain and often have great lessons in the rain. And um, we do have some rain uh, protective gear. We can do uh, plastic stuff you can put on. And um, yes, that's true. Um, we we do do that. And so, what made you decide to stick with it all these years? Well, the um, I uh, a couple of years after I became started skiing, I, I I had grown up skiing, so I had a lot of the natural stuff and the and the natural stuff that I had. I never went through the the Weedle area or that. So my natural stuff matched most of what's happening at PSIA today. So I got my level two exam, when I passed my level two exam. And at one of our first clinics, we had a fellow named Tom Chassis from Atatash. And he told us, he said, if you're gonna take money for your athletic ability, you've gotta consider yourselves a professional athlete and stay in, mentally and physically stay in shape to do that. And I thought, you know, that's pretty good. I've, over the years, I've had mental mental adjustments to get your first commission is a mental adjustment. You are a lieutenant of Marines. To get your w aviator's wings, which we did uh, later, uh, you are a naval aviator. And, and when I got my level two exam, I was a ski instructor in that professional sense. And that I find that that attitude has been a very powerful stabilizer for me. As you've matured, how have you felt your body change on skis? Any difference? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you eventually run out of energy a lot quicker. And you eventually run out of, of willingness to tackle really, really steep slopes. They, um, I just I have a lot of fun, but they, they have steep slopes here. But, but we never really got on any blacks since we've been here. We've been on the blue, deep, steep blues and having a great time. But I know that when it gets really steep, I get scared again. And uh, when it gets bumpy, I have to go very slow. So uh, eventually you, you run out of um, a thrust to try these start things that are so much harder. Well, the way you defined skiing at the beginning was you point them downhill and check when you're going too fast. That's so right. 
really your check time is just coming a little sooner. That's true. That's true. And, and lasting longer. <laughs> and mentally, how is it for you? Any, any new fears or anything about falling? Or No, not really, not really that, except uh, there's, there's one fear that keeps plaguing me is that I may not be able to keep up and I'll be then some sort of a drag on a group that I'm in. And so I'm, I'm trying to find groups that aren't going to be so, so vigorous that it's going to outrun my energy. Still is fun for you to teach a first-timer? Uh, I do. I haven't been teaching first-timers the last couple oh, of haven't. years because it takes, a lot of, it takes a lot of energy to do that. And, and I just run out of energy if I do it too long. But I have been teaching uh, level twos and level threes, which are almost first-timers, but not quite. Well, and I would assume you're very much in demand and get a lot of requests. Well, not really. It's, uh, I, um, I, um, I'm, I'm, I've tapered off a little bit from what I used to be. But, um, but not personally in demand, but I'm glad to take over lessons whenever it's appropriate. i got to say, if I went to Liberty next season, I would certainly like to have a lesson from you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a compliment. Well, Phil, it's been amazing chatting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time. Anything you'd like to add in closing? No, I just feel that, that uh, skiing as a sport, my, my thrust of in, in instruction and, and pioneering, whatever I count in instruction, is is to uh, create a minimum energy on the part of the, of the skier and a maximum energy provided by the mountain. But you have to signal the mountain how to do that. And the, the idea being that you can ski much longer into the day. You're not putting your energy into the, into the skiing at all. The mountain is giving you the energy to ski, the movement, movement energy. And uh, so I just urge everybody to move toward these Ski with the mountain techniques. Dance with the mountain techniques. General Phil Shuttler, it has been an honor to chat with you. Thanks very much for taking the time. You betcha. Thank you, George. From the PSIA ASI Mobile Studios at Huntley Lodge, Big Sky Resort, Montana, I'm George Thomas.